What's up, Buttercups? This is Nate with another episode of Talk Core Fantasy Football League podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by the host of 58 West King Fantasy Football podcast on all outlets out there, my man Tony Coase. We went over the recap for week one in Taco Court Fantasy Football League. So we did a review of who won, who lost, and we got some post-game pressers from the individual, some of the individuals within the league. We did a segment of that we'll do continuously through the football season of three takeaways from each week and what we learned and what we're looking at in the future. And then we had some little final words, some parting words there for the people. So um, hope you like. Uh, hopefully it's kind of quick. Um, we just got done recording, so I'm doing the intro right now of what we ended up talking about. Yep, hope it was quick. We'll see you after the edit, but you'll obviously be able to see it right now. A couple little shameless plugs here. Check out Tony's podcast, 58 West King podcast. It's like white with a crown and all this cool Gucci stuff on on the cover. Available in all outlets and also champions dynasty league where we took four different leagues three top teams of those leagues over time and put them in a dynasty so uh just did week one of our first uh dynasty with all these teams i'm really tired it is 106 in the morning there's 405 left in the titans and broncos game right now we're sweating out a game for Nick. He's down a couple points. Phil Lindsay's out for Josh. And Nick's got Derrick Henry. And he was down seven about a quarter ago. So see where it goes. I don't want to spoil it right now. We'll see what it gets to. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoy. How do you spend your weekends when football season comes on, like having family and everything like that too? Yeah, definitely something you have to factor in when you have kids and, you know, a significant other here at home. Uh, on Sundays, I watch all the games all day long. I don't get off the couch much, not many distractions. So I try to get all my weekend activities done on Saturdays and then like Fridays after work, uh, which is why I don't watch as much college football as the rest of you, Jamokes. Yeah. I, I'd like to, but I just can't give up Saturdays and Sundays like for what? two to three months of the year yeah 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 i used to do that man like like it was basically friday nights i'd be watching like whatever the primetime high school football game was on tv right and then saturday was just all day college football Mm -hmm. especially depending on where you're located at like when i was on the west coast it's like that stuff i was up at 5 30 so i can catch game day at six and all this kind of stuff right Notre Dame will play super early the next thing you know it's like oh i've done that all day you take up the morning doing that stuff and the next thing you know it's like two three o'clock and it's like nobody wants to go do anything at two three o'clock to start their day yeah and then you got the primetime games coming on you got to watch those yeah especially if they're like big marquee matchups you know and stuff like that mm-hmm. big rivalries and then uh yeah sundays you used to spend all day but this was the last, like the first weekend I spent like the whole weekend watching sports and it was kind of nice, but it was kind of like 
I felt terrible for it. Like I should be doing more. So I went out back and like leaf blew all my leaves in the backyard and like did a bunch <laughs> of yard work and stuff during a break and then um, went back in. But then, yeah, it was weird. Like finally got to spend my day like or not finally got to, but finally spent a whole day just watching sports. And I hadn't done that in a long time, but I don't know if it'll continue that way. I don't really like to watch it too much because I don't like the sound. Mm-hmm. I don't like commentary. So it's awkward to watch games completely silent in your house, standing yeah. like three feet from a TV. So. Yeah, I saw that text you sent. Yeah. Just if you have things that you can do to keep yourself productive, just do them with like football on in the background. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do with baseball like all year long. So yeah, so I'll, sometimes I would go to like TuneIn Radio and find like the uh, like the app on my phone, right, and find whatever the local game or broadcast I was looking for, and then mm. just throw my earbuds and AirPods in, and then go outside and do yard work and stuff, so I can like hear the game on the radio or whatever and follow a little bit, but. Mm. That's cool. I always wonder that how other people handle all that stuff because I think every guy wants to be like, I, I do, I watch football. And it's like, no, you don't, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I had it my way, I'd have like nine monitors up in my, in my basement. Right. Yeah. And yeah I would yeah. do nothing but watch it, but I try to get some of the family stuff and like, you know, the adult obligations, yard work, you know, errands, whatever shopping we got to do done on the Saturdays to compensate. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So we're here to recap week one. Uh, we'll start by running through each matchup. We also reached out to each manager for post-game pressers, but not everybody replied. Some just read it so that they don't get fined. Nice. So, Tony, why don't you break down the matchups and where everybody stands? Absolutely. I will take it from the top. So the first matchup on my screen is Channel 4 News Team, a.k.a. me, versus I Shave My Balls for This, question mark, a.k.a. Trey Schleister. He was projected to win this, I think, going into the first Monday night game. But yeah, I pulled it off 104 to 95 and change. So I definitely, I think I got away with this one. He should have won. Uh, Michael Thomas, I think, had an ankle injury and mm-hmm. an overall, I think, disappointing game um, against the Bucks. So I'm grateful. I'll take it. Not, it's not pretty. Nice. And then Trey's post matchup commentary was, you know, my two cents. I can't, I couldn't beat a guy who only scored 104 points in a PPR with three wide receivers and two flex starters. So there's that. My week started out with Cortland Sutton acting like a bitch. Then Michael D- Thomas decided to follow suit. Fuck my WAP, right? <laughs> All right. So next matchup. Oh, God. Yeah. Next up, we have Baby Ruth. I believe that is that Glenn? Is that, that is brother? Glenn. Okay. Versus Too Hot to Handle, aka Brandon Beisner. Yeah. Brandon mopped the floor with uh, with Glenn here. 171 to 92 and change. I think this was redemption for that Antonio Brown trade last year. Uh, he almost doubled up on him. So that was an ass whooping. Jesus. It sure was. So Jesus. Glenn reached out and basically, uh, let's start with Brandon's comments. Brandon's comments. Message. Hello, longtime listener of the show. Just want to say Nate has the most beautiful set of hair I've ever seen. It's fucking spectacular. Also, to Glenn Molinay. I've never stopped thinking about the trade rape that occurred between us last year. 68.7% my fault, yes, but not the point. However, today I achieved a small victory in a long, drawn-out war with such a huge ass whooping. The pain has eased slightly for the time being, but I will continue to be haunted by Antonio Brown for at least two and a half years. To conclude, be safe this Halloween, and always remember, Wayne Henry has his eye on all of us. Singular. Singular, yeah, his eye. So that was Brandon. And then Glenn had some comments after, you know, he got up to the podium and everything. He's like, you know, I really don't have much to say. I, mean, I got my ass kicked. LOL. Pause, 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 pause. 
didn't really watch the games, uh, but you can bet your ass I'll be posting some trade offers tonight. <laughs> Guaranteed they're going to be bad. Just hit deny. Deny. All right. Next matchup is Password is Taco. That's Clint Evans versus Pocket Dogs. That's his BFF, his lover. I don't know what else they partake in with each other, but uh, Pocket Dogs slash James Michael, James Michelle. Not sure on the pronunciation. Uh, this one was just decided a few minutes ago, I believe, in the first half of the Titans-Broncos games. A.J. Brown snagged a couple catches, so Clint is at 170 and change, and James finished at 165 and change. So kind of cool to see that one decided. Such a high-scoring game decided uh, on Monday night. Yep, so Clint put his response in to the week right before the game started. So uh, he was down about 1.4 points uh, with A.J. Brown playing in the game. So I said, hey, you know, uh, what do you have to say about your performance? He's like, you know, it's hard to say right now. I feel hard to say right now how I feel since I won't know if I win until after the second Monday night game. I'm down less than two points with A.J. Brown tonight, and it's entirely possible that the Titans don't throw him a single pass. And he literally didn't get over that bump until right at the end of the second quarter. So now he's kind of pulling away. Next game was the commissioner, Nate Vinegar Strokes, taking on Chad Ryan, the bearded man himself. So Chad still has a couple of players, says he has three going, but barring a miracle, this one should be settled. Nate Nate has 170 to Chad's current 121. Yep. So he's got, I believe it is Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy, and Noah Fant. So he's got all of the Broncos playing right now. So we did talk about that in the draft recap episode right, on how that may end up hurting people and stuff like that. It's going to be hard to play all those guys all the time. But, yeah, I basically was looking at this, and um, as my points started to tally up and tally up and tally up, I felt like I was, hey, like, Nate's getting his groove back. You know, it's the every-other-year thing. I feel like I'm that weak-ass team that plays baseball up in Northern California. But, yeah, I pretty much said, you know, hey, I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. And then Chad, after hit, after the games, uh, or before even this game, Monday night game started, he, you know, I don't want to talk about my ass getting kicked, so screw you, Nate. And that was all he had to say. Uh, didn't even get like a laugh after or nothing. Like, you know, I don't, it was just it. He got up, put the mic down, left. Hopefully he was actually angry and triggered. I'm hoping so. Sending yeah. him that message and then getting like, hey, you want to hear anything? Yeah. <laughs> you got anything to say? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love it. All right, next matchup was Eskimo Brothers. That's Josh Peterson. Against three penis wine, that is Nick Oliveris. It looks like they're still going, but currently Josh is at 101 and change to Nick's 94 and change. Do you know who the players they have? Yep, so Josh currently has Phil Lindsay. So we are recording this with 517 left in the third quarter. He's got Phil Lindsay and Nick has Derek Henry. The Titans currently have the ball right now, but there's a seven-point gap between those two players are between the two teams. So if Derrick Henry can outscore, you know, get a touchdown, 40, 50 yards, something like that, he might be able to outpace Philip Lindsay. Yeah, that one's not settled. That's That can go either way. Yep. But currently, Peterson's got the lead. Yeah, Derrick Henry's been getting stuffed, too. I think he's averaging like three and a half yards a carry or something like that. A couple of his last carries have ended up getting stuffed, like one-on-one tackles, getting stood up in the backfield and stuff like that that I saw. So right before we started to record this. So. Yeah, we both had the game on, so... Yeah. If we get excited all of a sudden, it's because Peterson's going to lose this game. Yes. He should <laughs> lose. He started Debo Samuel. Yeah. He started Debo Samuel. That's all mm. we got to say about that. Yep. Moving on. So, last matchup, Scrote Squad. So, Wayne Henry versus the Murder Boners. That's Octavio Valdez. This one is settled. So, Henry scored 129 and change to Octavio's 135. So, good job, Octavio. 
Yep. And neither one of these people reached out to me. I think Wayne's really bitter. Don't know what happened to him in all his other leagues, but anything like this, it ain't a bad, it ain't a good weekend. Uh, the Steelers did just win on Monday Night Football, so he could be highly intoxicated, but he also has to work really early in the morning, and we're recording this around 12.30 EST. So Yeah, he either black, he either got blacked out drunk because the Steelers won, or he went to bed like right after Matlock. One of those two things. Or he just didn't see the text message because his phone was on the wrong side of his body. The eye, yeah. Yep, yep. nice. Yep. Nice. You can only preserve, you, you have to have your butterscotches on, on the side where you can see them to make sure the kids aren't stealing them. I actually like hard candy. I do, but those fucking Werther's Originals are fucking fire, man. Oh yeah, if there's a bowl of those. I'm grabbing at least three. Yeah. One for now and two for later. They're so good. And then if you like, if you chew it near like the end or something like that, you can get some stuck in your teeth, right? Like fuck cavities. We got dental insurance, so exactly. Uh, you can just get fake teeth, anyways. Like, why do we even have real teeth if you can just like eventually you're probably gonna just take them out? Like, let's get that over with. Yeah, neither one of them reached out. Octavio is probably running the border or something like that uh, at a rally or whatever he's doing. So. <laughs> yep so that's the matchups for the week and we will see what ends up happening with nick and josh we'll update later on on that next segment we're going to do this every single week depending on who's here whatnot uh will be the one giving their takes but after each week we're going to go through three takeaways in regards to fantasy football real football and our league in general and its members in regards to their skills to fantasy. What you got for this past week? So I did jot down a couple of observations. First one is that the Jets and the Browns still fucking suck. I have hope for the Browns, but I think Baker looked like the same guy we saw last season. Mm -hmm. I know they're playing the Ravens, but I think we were probably expecting a little bit of growth, and I didn't see any. Yeah, he had some passes where it was like he literally was just like missing the mark by five feet above, right? And you can kind of tell that by Odell's body language. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Still hopeful there but it wasn't a good start to 2020. And then the Jets have Adam Gase, so I think enough said there. Uh, Second observation, and I'm not sure why I expected anything different, but the Eagles' injuries continue to hamper that offense and just the team in general. They're already down two starting linemen, right, coming into the season. And then Lane Johnson out of nowhere missed the game against the Washington Football Club. Uh, Jeffrey's still out. Rager was banged up. Miles Sanders didn't travel with the team. It's ugly, and I apologize, Matt. Sorry, bud. And my last one is that it's going to be Jonathan Taylor Thomas time sooner than a lot of us may have predicted. If you guys missed it, Marlon Mack went down. He didn't return, and it turns out he has a torn Achilles. So he's done for the season, probably done as a Colt. Taylor got 15 touches in a game that seemed to feature Naheem Hines, which was a little weird. I like him rest of the season, though, uh, Jonathan Taylor. So I got got a lot of stock, and that was like a fourth or fifth round pick, too. So I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my three takeaways were we'll go – Count it down, right? Three, barring injury, I think that the build this year, like if you're at the back end of the draft, it always seemed like in draft season, the back end of the draft felt like they were getting shit on, but that's really, I think, where the money was. Mm -hmm. So if you're on the back end of the draft, Devonta Adams in the first round, D-Hop in the second round, Juju in the third, because then you can come back with guys like Jonathan Taylor, or you can come back with Mostert, right? Who's going to be the bell cow in San Francisco. Jonathan Taylor, you could have taken that flyer, right? You could have got him. You can get that Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins on that backside right there. Fill in a quarterback with Russ or whatever you wanted to do, and you got the fucking squad, like the nut yeah. squad, right? So that was my, my number three. Number two, Joe Burrow is the real deal. I watched the dude, and he's just super intelligent, super competitive. 
and he's got the he's like the, one of the first guys that you see come in as a rookie and the team legit has his back and they believe in him the chargers defensive line is outstanding edge rushers are were on his ass early in in the game and then he called a play ran a play and he basically did a quarterback draw for about 30 yards and a rushing touchdown right up yep. the gut was patient, waited for one of his blockers, you know, kind of pushed him one direction, went the other way, and then took it. I think right there he kind of just basically won over the team as a whole. Nick did say all he had to say was, fuck Randy Bullock. <laughs> it's a shame that they ended up losing that game because the dude balled out. He drove him down the field, you know, but he also isn't Joe Montana. So anybody that's around a Bengals uniform and you're going down the field at the end of the game, you probably want to be in a Niners uniform. Number one, I think Clint's still kind of the class of the league. Uh, he's been our top performer long term over time and everything like that. And he just keeps doing it year in, year out. We kind of talked about his team being super solid and how he just keeps doing it with guys that you don't think are going to have it, you know, and stuff like that. So big ups to Clint kind of really just saying that. So he shits the bed for the rest of the season. Cause I think, yeah, just jinx, just jinx him. I think I got, oh yeah. I think he might run the table. He's definitely probably going to go all yeah, the way. Undefeated. Definitely going to go undefeated the entire way, you know, <laughs> like the dolphins. Hmm. Cool. That wraps up three takeaways from week one, our review of our matchups for week one and that's that so any final words tony yeah this one so i'm not accusing anybody in the league of being a virgin but if there's anybody else listening that might be one if you're embarrassed about being a virgin just become a devout newborn christian then you can just tell people that you're saving yourself for marriage so you're welcome blessed are the words that come out of tony's mouth praise be praise be praise be my takeaway or my last final thought is that Sriracha mayo is the greatest condiment known to man. Put it on everything. I don't use no ketchup, onions, relish, no nothing, no nothing like that on hot dogs no more. It's always sriracha mayo. I will roll up a tortilla with like some lunch meat, sriracha mayo in the middle. And it's just like, that's my staple. I'm going through like a bottle almost every week. It's crazy. Sriracha mayo, get on it before everybody else gets on it. Like really, really, really gets on it. So get those stuff that's in like the Asian aisle one too. The one that's got like the Korean shit on it. Do you mix those together or do they come in like a prepackaged oh, container? It comes in a pre-done container. So if you're at like for the folks that are work for the department, our grocery store, it's in like the Asian aisle or whatever. You'll see it on the top shelf, the um, sriracha mayo. It's like in the, um like it looks like almost like a regular sriracha bottle or like one of those Korean type of things. But yeah, that shit is good. I did see, I was at Walmart yesterday and Heinz has a bunch of different mayo mixtures now. Uh, they got like barbecue mayo, all these different types of mayonnaise mixture things. They're catching on to the mayo train. That's my final words. Nice. I'll have to check some of that out. You check it out and on everything. On everything. Yeah. Even your oatmeal or your wet bag of bread. Um, mm. <laughs> or Tony of the 58 West King Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm Nate. Love you. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.